it might not be something that you love, but you're really good at it. So finding something that you're good at, and you're only going to find it out by trying new things. And most people, they're afraid to try new things, so they end up being stuck you know, with what they got. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Yona Weiss, and I have with me today someone who I am privileged to be you know, sitting across from virtually, and that's my friend Will Smith. How you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing good, doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on the show today. It's my pleasure. I mean, how often do I get to speak with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This is not, it's a different Will Smith. I'm sure you've gotten that before, right? I'm not the first oh, person yeah. to make oh, that yeah. joke. It's like people asking yeah, me, yeah. like, hey, Yona or Jonah, you know, how is it like living in the whale? You know, like that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But, but Will, just to give you a little background, you know, Will is a former professional athlete, played in the NFL for eight years, I believe. Yeah, five years, five. Five years, okay. Well, that's <laughs> that's long enough for it to play in the NFL for most people. Yeah. Since then, he's gotten very deeply involved in commercial real estate. He has his broker's license. He is the CEO of Onyx Capital Investments, doing deals, you know, closing deals, trying to add value, the host of an incredible podcast as well, which you know I was fortunate enough to be a guest on, and I hope you guys will check that out. It's called Creating Generational Generational Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate. Generational Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate. <laughs> there you go. I, I was like stumbling over that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming. You know, I have such admiration for professional athletes, not necessarily because of, uh, you know, what some other people might be, you know, admire them. And I know a lot of people idolize athletes and things like that, which to me, that's not where my admiration lies. My admiration lies in the fact that to become, you know, the top 1% or top, you know, 10th of 1% of anyone in their profession takes a tremendous amount of dedication, self-sacrifice, commitment, and, you know, perseverance to get to where yeah. you got to. So I commend yeah. you on that. Yeah, appreciate it, man. A lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. When did you know that you wanted to become, uh, you know, you wanted to go pro or you wanted to be a, a football player? Yeah, um, well, it's actually interesting. Uh, when I was in high school, my whole mindset was I'm going to the NBA. You know, I was going to be the next LeBron James, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know. But I'm 6'6", and at the time I was 225. and one of the football coaches came to me because I didn't, I did not like football. I didn't want to play football. And he came to me, he said, look, man, you know, you're talking about, you want to go to the NBA, six, six NBA, man. He said, you're a point guard. And at the time I was playing power forward, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, but six, six football, you D one athlete right now. And I was like, well, shucks, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And I bought into it. And, uh, you know, when I just saw busting my tail, got a full ride to East Carolina university and, you know, went there and, I mean, I played every position on the line. If you don't think about it, I came in as a D tackle. Then I played DN. Oh. And then they were like, well, look, man, come over here and play tight end. And you can, you know, catch some touchdowns and do your little end zone dances. So they warmed me over with that. 
But then I found out I was a blocker. So they said, well, look, man, you're going to be a lineman. And that's when I became an offensive lineman. And that's when I really found my one thing that I was really good at. And, you know, I got all these accolades. And then I started getting scouts to look at me. And, you know, long story short, I made it to the NFL after that. Wow. That's incredible because it really you know, shows your versatility. Yeah. You know, you were able to try out a bunch of different things. I mean, forget the fact that, you know, changing up from doing something that you thought was going to be your dream and then just, you know, kind of giving that up. Yeah. Being humble enough to take the advice of someone who saw more objectively. Yeah. That itself is huge. A big takeaway lesson there. But, you know, changing it up and playing every different position. And, you know, I know I'm sure there's millions and millions of kids out there who their dream their dream is to become a professional athlete right 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 i mean i know when i was a kid i loved to play sports i was pretty good believe it or not for for a little white kid you know i was (laughs) (laughs) i was pretty good at some things you know i played soccer and hockey and basketball whatever never professional obviously i played high school right but you know it didn't go beyond that but one thing that i that i did relate to very much was the idea of trying out all different positions. Right. And literally in soccer, for example, I played every single position, including the goalie and, you know, just trying everything out because you don't know what you're good at until you try. Right. Right. Absolutely. And it's it's one of those things that, you know, it might not be something that you love, but you're really good at it. And that was the case for me, man. I, I didn't love football, but man, that was the thing that I was good at. You know, so that says something there, man, finding something that you're good at. And you're only going to find it out by trying new things. And most people, they're afraid to try new things. So they end up being stuck, you know, with what they got. And you transition, you know, pretty shortly after your NFL career into real estate. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. How is that, you know, decision process? Obviously, you can't play professional sports forever. You know, it's obviously it's capped out for most people, Yeah. you know, at a certain age and especially football. Yeah. The intensity of the sport you know, creates a lot of injuries and, and a lot of uh, you know, things come along with it. How did you decide that, you know, real estate or going into, you know, investing in real estate and, and things like that was, what's your next move? That's a very good question. You know, like I said, man, I was, you know, a really good college player and, you know, I anticipated being drafted maybe fifth, sixth round, but unfortunately I did not get drafted. And this was the year of the lockout. So I didn't get drafted. There was a lockout. I didn't know what the heck was going to happen. And I'm just kind of sitting around trying to figure out what was going to be next. So I was like, man, I just, you know, talking about work ethic, man, I was like, man, I got to do something. I can't just be sitting around. I got to make some money. I didn't get no, no signing bonus or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I actually been interesting. I, I started selling the uh, knives for this company called Cutco. Mm-hmm. And they got very fine kitchen cutlery, man. And I was one of the top sales reps for the company while I was there. So that gave me that entrepreneurial mindset of, man, like if I can get out here and hustle like this and make some money, I can do this on my own, you know? So, you know, long story short with that, I kept working out, lockout ended, and I uh, went to the Washington Redskins as an undrafted free agent, bust my tail day in, day out. I mean, literally gave it everything I had every day, and I was fortunate enough to make the team. But not being drafted, I feel like was one of the best things that happened to me because it helped me see that, man, this thing ain't forever. You know, I started thinking immediately, man, like, man, I got to do something else. You know, the whole time I was playing football, man, I was always thinking, hey, what am I going to do when I'm done? And, you know, while I was playing, I was buying, like, you know, duplexes and, and townhomes, things like that. And, you know, it was easy. I was like, man, I'm out here playing football, but yet I'm still getting a check <laughs> every month. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's powerful. So, 
that's what really drew me to real estate initially. And then when I was done, you know, obviously I didn't play 10, 15 years and I never got a huge contract. So, you know, I couldn't just kick my feet up for the rest of my life and sit back. So I was like, man, I got to figure something out. And that's when I said, well, shoot, man, I understand real estate. I understand the transaction side of it. So I became a broker mm-hmm. and I started helping people sell, uh, buy and sell real estate on the residential side initially. And then I switched over to the commercial side. And, and now I'm over in North Carolina helping people buy and sell, you know, apartment complexes, investment property. That's awesome. Did you see any of your teammates or any colleagues, you know, also taking that route in investing or, or in, you know, thinking about what's and what's going to be life after professional sports? Um, you had a few guys that kind of dabble in this and dabble in that. And that obviously, you know, being an NFL, being a professional athlete, people are just going to constantly be coming to you with, hey, man, I got this great idea. Or, hey, man, invest in this. Hey, man, invest in that. And it's constantly like people, you know, pulling at you. So you really don't know, mm. you know, what's a good opportunity, what's not a good opportunity. And, you know, that's why some people lose money. They're just like, well, hey, I just want to do something with money. And they throw it at something that they thought, you know, cousin Bob said, hey, man, let's let's go buy this laundromat or whatever it is. And they don't know what the heck they're doing. So you lose money. I hear those stories, but um, there's very few guys that are actively looking at real estate. And, you know, one of the biggest reasons for that is when you're in the NFL, your whole mindset is I need to be focused. I need to be tuned in. I need to do what I need to do to stay on this team. Like (laughs) all your focus is on, man. My mindset got to be on edge every single day or your butt will get kicked out of there. Because it's very competitive, obviously, in terms of, uh, you know, there's pre-agents and, and people waiting to get on that line. Yep. Yeah, I definitely hear that. So yep. that probably made it very difficult for you to, you know, to buy those properties that you did at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was, you know, it was just, like I said, man, yeah, I realized that, you know, my mindset had to be 100% football. But at the same time, I knew, you know, I wasn't the freaking, you know, best of the best. So I knew I wasn't going to be able to play no, no 30, 20, 30 years in the league. So I was like, man, I got to be thinking about what life looks like after football. And, you know, that's a big challenge for a lot of guys, man. They really don't think about life after sports. You know, that's, that's a big disconnect there. And that's, that's one of my goals is to, to educate guys and show them, hey, man, you can get into real estate and you can even do it passively at first to learn the game. And then when you get out, go full tilt in it. Seems like a great opportunity. I mean, and so that's probably one of the reasons why you started your podcast, you know, was to give that educational value to hopefully a lot of people who were in your shoes or are in your shoes currently, uh, your, your previous shoes, that is your cleats, whatever, you know, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> right, right. and give them the opportunity to educate themselves, to learn because it's not forever. When you're looking at a, yeah. a career that you know has a cap on it. Right. You know, I can only do this for X number of years at all. Right. And a lot of people, from my understanding, that go through that don't have enough to retire on. You know, there's a small percentage, you know, of the superstars that are getting those big contracts that they may have enough to retire on when when they do retire. But the vast majority of others, they don't. So I think it's an incredible resource. Are you doing anything else besides the podcast itself in order to educate people like that? No, I mean, you know, I got the podcast, you know, what I'm starting to do now is I'm starting to, uh, the blog. So, you know, I got my blog on my, my uh, website, honestcapitalinvestment.com and I'm starting to blog and I'm trying to write it in a way that is easy for people to understand because, you know, around real estate, man, stuff can get real complex. So just trying to break it down and I guess dumb it down so anybody can look at it, man, because football players, number one, if it looks complicated, we're just going to say, man, the heck with that, you know? 
So just doing that. And then, um, you know, you see me on LinkedIn, man. I try to post out a lot of infographics of just, you know, giving the benefits of real estate. Yes. I was going to mention that because you, it's unique, I think in a way, not unique entirely, but you know, those infographics that you do post, and I'm sure it's much more, you know, relevant on, on Instagram and stuff like that. You get a lot more infographics. Yeah. So, and I'm not on Instagram really, so I don't really see that, but you know, on LinkedIn, you don't see a lot of it, but they're so educational and so simple. And, that, and that's how I love it because you're opening up these complex ideas and these concepts about, you know, uh, generational wealth and about, you know, real estate investments and yep. equity and, you know, the tax benefits and all the things that come along with it that most people have no idea about. And especially guys who are going from, you know, perhaps college and, you know, getting straight into the, the NFL or into professional sports, yeah. they're not getting that financial education from anywhere. Right. The huge service you're doing there. Um, well, awesome. What's been your biggest challenge in kind of transitioning? And obviously you transitioned from residential into commercial. Yeah. What's your biggest challenge in that transition? Yeah, I will say the biggest challenge, you know, initially was two challenges. The first one was, you know, coming from the NFL, you know, being a star athlete, then becoming a real estate professional and trying to get people to see you and trust you as a real estate professional, not just, Hey, Will Smith, the NFL player is trying to, you know, sell me a house or Will Smith, you know, the NFL player is trying to get me to invest in X, Y, Z. It's like, you know, building that authority in the space to gain their trust. And that was the biggest, you know, I say the biggest challenge, man, is just getting people to see me as a, a real estate professional instead of a player still. So it's, it's really a changing, it takes time, you know, obviously yeah. it takes time for people to see that and eventually they will. And I think you've already accomplished that yeah. to a great extent. And the podcast is a great platform to do that with. So absolutely, you're still going to have that. And I think it actually, it adds value and it adds a component of professionalism that, you know, Hey, this is someone a bit unique, right? Like you said, there aren't a ton of people out there that are doing this. And I can count maybe on, on my hand of those that I know that have come from professional sports and have gone full-time into real estate. And it seems to me like, like a no-brainer because everyone knows, and I'm sure you know this, that the majority, vast majority, I mean, they say even 90% of the people who have the wealthiest people in America have grown their wealth through real estate. So yeah. it makes sense for people who have a large amount of income. You're, they're getting high paychecks, maybe not you know super huge contracts, but I imagine and what's the minimum wage, if you will, for, yeah. for an NFL player. <laughs> it, it goes up every year, but when I was a rookie, the minimum was like 450000 you know, but every year it goes up like fifty or $60,000. So I imagine now it's probably like six hundred. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's certainly, you know, in the top, you know, 1% of income earners, yeah. or at least top 5% of income earners in the United States, you would think that someone would be giving them financial education yeah. to not just splurge that on, you know, buying fancy cars and who knows what else other people are, people are spending their money on. Right. Right. No, I mean, that's a very good point. And you know, the type of people that reach out to you, cause you know, I can speak from it cause I was there is financial advisors and you know, they get paid by you doing transactions in the markets. And you know, so they're, they're telling me, Hey, put your money here, put your money there, but they're not really showing you, any way to, to generate, you know, real income and start building generational wealth. They don't teach you that stuff. I mean, there's a real need for it, man. And I, I'm, I'm, like I said, man, I'm really trying to figure out how to 
put some kind of platform together, whether it's just you're educating guys through, you know, modules and a mastermind or whatever it is, but it, there's definitely a need for it, man. Yeah. I think it was a guy, Hakeem Velez, who played for the Lions for a year or two. Yeah. And he's also trying to figure out the same thing, yeah. you know, how to educate people because he's also a real estate investor. And, you know, he's a public speaker now and trying to educate professional athletes. So I think, you know, maybe you guys could combine forces some way or another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to him, man. He's a real cool dude. Got some good stuff going on for sure. Yeah, but there's definitely a need for it. And hey, who knows? Maybe this this podcast episode will, will be heard by someone that will take action yeah. and, and make a difference because there's a huge opportunity there. And like you said, the financial advisors that are reaching out to professional athletes, they're in for themselves more than anything else. They get a kickback and they get a right. percentage of you know the transactions you're making so yeah unfortunately that's the reality that there is and unfortunately the players themselves don't have enough education to realize that at the time right and are subject to just getting sucked in like hey okay i'll yeah. put my money with someone you know to make yeah. it work a little bit yeah that's just part of the story of why guys go broke you know one of the other reasons is man you just have so many people pulling at you you know, whether that's friends, hey, man, let me just get a thousand dollars here or five thousand for this. I'll pay you back. And then or, or, you know, obviously your sisters, brothers, aunts, cousins, everybody hitting you up, wanting money. And, you know, that they feel like, you know, you got to give them the money. Like you, you're wrong if you don't give them the money. Like <laughs> it's so funny, man. But, you know, once you give it to them, you, you'll never hear from them until they need it again. I mean, that's not all, all family members, but, you know, you got some out there like that, man. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Listen, to a certain extent, I can hear where they're coming from. You know, they're, they may be struggling and they look to someone like you. And, you know, if only we had a rich uncle, you know, <laughs> we could turn right. to, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like a dream come true for them in a sense, but it's definitely not the right way to go about it. And I definitely hear from where you're coming from. Yeah. That's not the type of relationship that, that's going to foster, you know, a real um a giving type relationship where you're just kind of yeah. you know, begging me for money and I'll give you to kind of keep right. you away for a little while. <laughs> right, right, right. I can definitely hear that. So, okay. So I think we have our work cut out for us. We're going to try to figure out a way, maybe someone listening to this can reach out to you, figure out a way how we, we can help educate. I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Hey, before we get to the final four, I just want to tell you about streamlined podcasts. Okay. I could not have a podcast if I didn't work with streamlined podcasts. As simple as that. These guys are my go-to. They do all the editing of these audio pieces that you guys are hearing. And I really couldn't do anything with that. I literally tried to start a podcast for about a year and it was just daunting to me to spend time writing show notes, to do the audio recording, editing, taking out the ums, the ahs, the spaces, everything. These guys make it sound so crisp, so clear at such an affordable rate. And for my listeners and my listeners only, you're gonna be thrilled. If you're ever thinking of starting a podcast or you have a podcast, check them out at streamlinepodcasts.com. Set up a time to speak with them and use promo code WEISS, W-E-I-S-S, and you can get 20% off your first month if you do end up signing up with them. I guarantee you it's going to be worth your while. I want to jump right in right now to the final four, Will. Absolutely. First question I have is what's the worst job that you ever had? You know, the worst job I had and probably the easiest job I had, <laughs> I was uh, 14 and I got a job at Sonics. And, you know, my only job was to make the freaking drinks 
and ice cream. And, you know, my cousin came over one summer, man, and he was at home playing games every day. And, you know, I'd be looking at him playing games, putting on my work uniform, going to work. And I just hated it because, you know, everybody else was having fun. And I was <laughs> I was sitting there trying to work and making some money, man. And uh, that was my worst job just because I was wanting to have fun, you know, but I had to go to work. You know, so that, I would say that was my worst job. You know, I'm sure it's still instilled within you at that young age, the work ethic yeah. that you have to today. But that is really interesting. Second question, what's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, man, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. When I read that book, man, it really showed me the power of, you know, number one, your mindset around making money. It's not about just a nine to five and, and living a safe life, but, you know, being able to use assets to pay for your liabilities. And I would say that was the biggest thing I took from it. Number one was invest in real estate. And then number two, you know, if you want something that's a liability, you may want that fancy boat. Yeah, you can get it, but get some assets to pay for that liability. And now, you know, living the dream. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's no coincidence that we've had that book come up uh, numerous times because it's so true. It's such fundamentals that we're not taught yeah. in school and as youth that, uh, you know, everyone is required reading. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Poor dad. Absolutely. Next question. What is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Um, that's, that's a, that's an interesting question. And I like fishing. So that's, that's my hobby, my number one hobby. But I've never been fly fishing. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to keep swinging that thing back and forth and trying to catch something. So that's something that I haven't done that I want to learn how to do is go, go fly fishing. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's, that's great. It sounds like you're kind of building on something you already enjoy doing yep. already. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Next question and final question is what does success mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question. Success to me is, you know, making it to the top. And what I mean by making it to the top is being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it and not having to worry about what well, the heck do I got enough money for this? You know, if I go on a long vacation and I'm going to come back and everything's going to be, you know, going to crap, you know, so having that level of success where I can do what I want to do. And then, you know, obviously I got, got a family, man, wife, four kids, and I just want to make sure that I, I leave them something. If something was to happen to me, I want to make sure that they're taken care of. So that, that's what success is to me, man. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can our listeners find you? I mean, you already mentioned the onyxcapitalinvestments.com. Yeah. Is there another place people can find you, reach out to you? Yeah, well, yeah, I got the podcast, Generation of Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate. You can find that uh, anywhere you can listen to music. And I got the YouTube channel with it as well. Same thing. And I'm on LinkedIn. You know, if, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, look me up there. And I'm very active on LinkedIn. Okay, make sure you got the right Will Smith, right? We're not looking for, uh, <laughs> for anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't miss me, man. I got my San Diego Chargers uniform on on my, my profile uh, pic, so you won't miss me. Awesome. And where are you located now? I'm in uh, Greenville, North Carolina. Greenville, North Carolina. Okay, awesome. So we're going to look up Will Smith on LinkedIn. It's going to be in the show notes. Check it out. Will, it's been a tremendous pleasure speaking with you, as always. I love that you took the opportunity to join us and I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. You know, I wish you tremendous continued success in your new endeavors in real estate. Not so new anymore, but, yep. you know, new and, um, you know, continue building, continue growing and continue sharing that knowledge. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. All right. And to all our listeners, 
Thank you again for joining us. It's been awesome today. This has been one of the best episodes. And you remember that the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.